It was the moment in history that would change everything. Jesus would willingly lay down his life on a cross and be placed in a tomb. Death would do its best to hold him, but it could not compete with the power of a father's love for his son. And three days later, Jesus would walk out of that tomb like he owned the place. And he did. In fact, there was nothing that he didn't own. After the resurrection, he would tell his disciples, all authority has been given to me. He wanted them to know that the tomb was empty, but not his promise. You see, because he had all authority, it meant something when he promised this. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I love that. He said, be sure of this. I'm wondering if anybody needs to hear that promise today. To the woman sheltering in place by yourself, Jesus says to you, I am with you always, even as you experience loneliness. To the teenager, he says to you, I am with you always, even as you battle boredom. To the parents of young children, Jesus says to you, I am with you always, even as you experience new levels of stress and strain. Well, to the business owner, he says to you, I am with you always, even as you lay awake at night crunching numbers. To the healthcare worker, he says to you, I am with you always, even as you go to work praying that the only thing that you bring home is a paycheck. To the one who struggles with anxiety, Jesus says to you, I am with you always, even when no one else can see, I do. Jesus said, be sure of this. You can count on this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. To those first disciples, these words were like oxygen to the soul. They didn't know what was next, but Jesus did. In John 20, verse 21, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. He knew their journey was just beginning. And he knew that in just 40 days, he would no longer be with them, at least physically. And he knew when that happened, they would need something that they could be sure of. And of all the things that he could have promised, he promised his presence. The first thing that I want us to see is that the presence of Jesus is purposeful. The point of Jesus' presence is not just to cheer us, it's to change us. God loves you just the way that you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. He wants to change us moment by moment to become more like Jesus. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. So. How do we know if we're becoming more like Jesus? Well, for starters, we'll notice ourselves focusing less on getting our own needs met and more on meeting the needs of others. We call this living on mission with Jesus. Just as he was with those first disciples, we understand he's with us, but he's with us for a purpose. We're talking a lot about hope these days and for good reason. The presence of Jesus gives us hope but it's not just the hope that my suffering ends. It's also the hope that helps me see the suffering of another. For when I can see the suffering of another, 
I can know that I am fulfilling God's purpose because he is making me more like Jesus. When we serve God's purpose, it brings hope to the one serving, hope to the one who is served, and ultimately, most importantly, it brings glory to God. But we're not going to fulfill his purpose if we don't first receive his power. Number two, the presence of Jesus is powerful. 40 days would come and go fast, and it was time for a farewell address. I want you to look with me at Acts chapter one, verse six. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? You can just hear it in their voice, can't you? Jesus, you're back. Can, can you just please get us back to business? We just wanna get back to normal. We, we just wanna get back to the way that it was before any of this happened. Maybe you've asked some similar questions recently. What would Jesus say to such a request? As we continue to read, he replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. The last thing he said to them was, you will receive power. But power for what? For the purpose of being his witnesses. That power would come in the form of our unfailing friend, the Holy Spirit. Jesus wanted his disciples to know his presence was purposeful and powerful, but also personal. The presence of Jesus is personal. Jesus could have walked out of that tomb and went straight to the Father, but he didn't. For 40 days, he chose to, to walk with and be present with his disciples. Why? Because it was personal to him. Nathan and Sarah have a little girl named Noel. She loves to hear the song, Jesus Loves Me. Except Noel likes it sung a certain way. Try and sing Jesus Loves Me, she will stop you. She wants to hear Jesus Loves Noel. Jesus loves me this side. No. He loves you? Mm -hmm. Okay. Jesus loves Noel this I know. She wants to make it personal. And why not? Her Jesus did. Sometimes out of fear or shame, we prefer a distant God, but God never wanted to be distant from you. He loves you. He doesn't just love everyone. He loves you. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've hurt someone else. We can either get bitter, focusing on the problem, or we can get better, focusing on the promise. This, this is where we are. This is where we are. We, we're wondering what we can be sure of. Is the virus slowing down? Is there some light at the end of the tunnel? 
Will we get back to normal soon? Will it come back? What will a, a post-coronavirus world look like? The truth is, we're not sure. But there is something we can be sure of. Whatever's next, Jesus will be right in the middle of it. He said, you can be sure of this. I am with you. His presence is purposeful, powerful, and personal. He wants a relationship with you. The question is, do you want relationship with him? If you've been following him for a while, then the question is, do you want a deeper relationship, a deeper experience of him than you've had in the past? I'm raising my hand. I want that for me and for my family. And I want that for you and yours. Parents, dads, I'm looking at you. This is our opportunity to guide the people in our home to follow Jesus moment by moment, to experience his great grace, to do all those things that we said that we were going to do, but maybe we haven't found time. Now is the time. We can do this. And here's where I suggest we begin. Beginning this Monday, we've got a new reading challenge. We're going to begin reading through one of the most personal books in the Bible. Over the next five weeks, we're going to read through the Psalms. You can find the, the reading plan at oakhillschurch.com or on our Oak Hills app. I love the Psalms because it gives me the words when I don't have them. You can read them, you can pray them, you can meditate on them. It deepened my personal relationship with God and I believe it will do the same for you and those that you're guiding to follow Jesus. You'll also find our study guide for the series for personal or group use, which brings me to one final thing that I want you to do if what you wanna do is deepen your relationship with God. I want you to go to oakhillschurch.com forward slash online group, and we will get you connected in a community in which you can grow. Remember, Jesus, he did not send his disciples alone. They went on mission together. So I want you to get out there from the comfort of your own home and meet some of your fellow Jesus followers. We're just getting started. We'll be exploring how we can renew our hearts and our minds through the word, through prayer, suffering, and through rest. Don't miss a week. All right, my friends, Monday is day one. Let's guide all people to follow Jesus moment by moment, and let's do it together.